Welcome to another podcast from The Vocal Majority. I'm Nick Alexander, and as members of the Barbershop Harmony Society, we love sharing our music. Although Barbershop Harmony originated in America, it has fans and chapters all over the world. Our podcast today comes from Down Under and the BHA, Barbershop Harmony Australia chapter, as they interview Vocal Majority member Eddie Martinez. Eddie is a certified judge, coach, and all-around wacky guy. Ladies and gentlemen, Eddie Martinez. So I can stop recording now? Wait, should I start? Do I start the recording now or start it? Good morning, BHA. It is a podcast about barbershop recorded today. Richard Reeve in Queensland and there's Ash down in Perth. Two Australians talking about the greatest hobby on earth. Oh boy, it's swell to say. Good morning, BHA. Good morning, BHA. Hey. Eddie, stop talking. We haven't introduced you yet. You don't exist until we introduce you. (laughs) Hey, Ash, this is a pretty special episode. Hello, Ash Schofield. It's been so long since we spoke. Um, You look resplendent in the the get-up that all of our listeners can see you in. Uh, For for our listeners' benefit, Ash and I are both in in, in, uh, 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 clothing, uh, branded proudly with USA. Um, welcome to welcome to Good Morning BHA USA. Uh, listeners. USA. Uh, yeah. Shush, shush. USA. we haven't introduced you yet. Oh, you don't gosh. exist until we introduce you. Good. Welcome everyone. This is a podcast that um, that uh, speaks about everything barbershop in Australia, as well as some international things. And as you can hear by the noisy guest we have in the background, who speaks before invited, we have a special guest today. Um, this young man. Uh, is an international chorus champion member. He is uh, a, a judge in uh, in the VHS system who has judged uh, internationally. He is a multiple uh, visiting and highly esteemed coach throughout Australia um, and a proud Texan, uh, Mr. Eddie Martinez. Welcome to Good Morning VHS. Seat, have a seat, everyone. So that's all the time we have. For, I, know, I didn't Thank realize you very much, the everyone. studio audience was going to be so big. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the studio audience to be like this. Oh my um, God, still standing. Please, y'all, sit down. Really, sit down. Everyone. Really, okay, it's good. <laughs> and, and this is a serious version, people. You should have heard him before we started recording. He was, he was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, mate, um, many many ICs will uh, will know you personally from your uh, your um, wonderful uh, coaching tours over the past. Uh, gosh, it's been twenty years now um, throughout throughout Australia. Gosh, but, it um, has. Yes, crazy times. Wow. But um, taking it uh, taking it right back, um, tell our listener um, how you got into barbershop. When I was in high school, my church. Uh, was doing the the musical The Music Man for a summer project or something like that, and and uh, I thought, well, heck, yeah, well, you know, I'd uh, you know been a little active in the church musically, so I thought, well, I'll audition, and I auditioned, and I got the part of Tommy Gilles, if you're familiar with the musical The Music Man, the uh, the do good boy who dated Zanita. Oh, you're not familiar with it, Richard? Seriously, is that um, is that trouble with a capital? T that rhymes with P that stands for pool. God, seriously? Seriously? Gosh. Yes, okay, so we should just pause the interview right now, and y'all should just go watch the movie, and we can come back in two hours and finish the interview. 
And we're back. Um, okay, and- well, that was good. <laughs> That's right. And, and we're back. Wasn't it a fantastic movie? How good is that movie? <laughs> it still what holds your, up, too. It's what amazing. What was your favorite part, Richard? My favorite part was uh, was 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 when, um, uh, okay, when Harrison so anyway. Ford punches the guy and says, <laughs> Get off my plane. I thought you were going to say the favorite part was like when R2-D2, uh, you know, did something. Uh, no, 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 no. That's my mistake. That was a different movie. And my favorite part okay. when it was, was when the guy says, get to the chopper. <laughs> so, anyway, Music Man at school, you so, were introduced yeah, so did to... the Music Man, and, uh, you know, I didn't realize that, um, I mean, I think everyone, had, you know, was aware that Barbershop Cortez quartets existed type thing but uh, I wasn't in the barbershop quartet but being in the musical and uh, going to all the rehearsals and everything I learned all the music for everyone's music and you know all the lines just because you're there right you know as you know when you rehearse for a musical you just kind of learn everybody's everything everything, yeah right and then that next year at uh, at school in high school um, it turned out that the spring musical was going to be the Music Man, and I hadn't been involved at school at all. But I thought oh, I saw the signs, you know, posted around. It's like, well, my gosh, it's the Music Man. I just did this. I know all the music. I know all the lines. I should just go and audition. And at that time, I wasn't in choir or band. I had kind of stopped that for a little while, and uh, I went to the auditions. Strangely enough, because that's kind of unlike me to just to go do something like that, not knowing, not being comfortable in that situation. But I did, and the and the choir director at the time, Mrs. Grant, who I'm still uh, good friends with, we're friends on Facebook, and we uh, keep in touch. Um, she had me sing, and she put me in the role of uh, uh, the lead of the quartet. Um, you were Dunlop, I believe, was the quartet name, or the lead's name in the quartet. On the school and, board. Um, that's right, on the school board. And so um, I started the learning the music, which is, which is fun. And then um, <clears throat> I, was in, I, I was in band. I, I joined band that year. And uh, one of the percussionists, a friend of mine, Vanessa, uh, she said, oh, my father used to sing with that group or be a part of that organization. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She said, you know, he used to be with that, uh, the, the group that uh, does the, the barbershop stuff. And I was like... I have no idea what you're talking about. And I lived in Houston, <laughs> Houston, Texas. And um, so um, she goes, I'll find out. I'll talk to him. So she came back the next day or so, and she brought me a, a ticket stub. And it was the Houston Tidelanders Cavalcade of Harmony. And the the Tidelanders that year, this was in uh, 1983. And so they had just come in, I want to say third, second or third or fourth, somewhere they were, the, they meddled. And so they were singing extremely well. And so she brought me this ticket stub from some old show they had been to. So, uh, and it turned out they had a, a, their, uh, their, a show coming up like just in a few weeks. So my folks uh, bought tickets to it and they took me and my sisters and we all went to the, the Tidelanders Cavalcade of Harmony show. And I remember the curtain opened. It was in, it was in Jones Hall in downtown Houston and they were dressed as a as a, it was a cornfield, and they were all dressed as corn stalks. And there was a blackbird, and they opened the show with "Bye Bye Blackbird," which the uh, Side Street Ramblers had just won with "Bye Bye Blackbird" in 1983. And I mean, they open. And if, if you're familiar with that arrangement of "Bye Bye Blackbird," it goes "Blackbird, Blackbird, I'm coming home tonight," and it's just this big intro type thing. And I just remember as a kid sitting there going, 
Oh my gosh, what is this? Most barbershop chapters, they had uh, a guest night the following week after their uh, annual show. So I went, I started the process immediately and auditioned and became a member and I've been a member uh, ever since. During the show, mate, that's an awesome story, by the way. During the show, did they say, hey, by the way, um, new members are welcome. This is how you do it. Come and chat to us after the show. Or did you just go and look them up after the show? Um, Gosh, so long ago. Um, I'm sure they probably said something. I'm sure the MC said something, and I'm sure it was in the program, too, like most barbershop groups do. Say, you know, hey, come visit us on this date because it's our next Guest night, and sadly, um, uh, Jim Snell was the um, MC for many, many years. And I remember he was the MC that night, and we just got word just in these past few months, I guess, that he uh, passed away. And uh, and I saw the name, and it's like Jim Snell, and I and I reached out to a buddy of mine that I've known since high school, and it's like I know I know the name, I know Jim name? Snell. He's like, oh, he goes, he goes, he MC'd all of our shows, and it's like. I remember he emceed that night, my first cool. night to go see. That was the experience. You know, when yeah, I got no, introduced to the real barbershop stuff, and uh, it was Jim Snell. So, that's awesome, man. That's so cool. Um, and uh, so, you, you um, visited Australia for the first time in about two thousand. Is that correct? For as a coach, it was around two thousand. You know, it was either right as a Vocal Evolution was getting started, or no, it was actually I think it was right before Vocal Evolution was getting started. It was probably, yeah, it was probably in 1999 or 2000. <laughs> so, yeah. so briefly, uh, just, just run us through, um, yeah, your, your, I guess your barbershop life it, between 83 when you started and, and 2000-ish when you first visited Australia. You sang in choruses and quartets and coached and stuff? Well, I joined, I joined the Houston Tidelanders uh, chorus at, at that time. And then and I uh, graduated high school and uh, and then ended up going to Austin, Texas. And, you know, being in college, you just don't have a whole lot of time for that uh, type, uh, you know, while studying university and everything. But um, I visited the Austin chapter a few times or whenever I could. And then after I graduated, had I already graduated? I guess I had graduated university and I started, I sang with the Austin chapter a year. And then I moved to Colorado and because uh, I was I was a teacher, I taught I was an English teacher, so I taught a year in Boulder, Colorado, and a year in Denver, Colorado. And during that time, I sang with uh, Sound of the Rockies, who uh, which was a fantastic hundred plus man chorus. We came in fifteenth, uh, and then what did we come in? Fifteenth and then tenth or something like that. With Calgary and New Orleans in ninety two, ninety three, and then I decided to move back to Texas, and uh, there was no. Uh, I mean, coming just coming from an international, um, you know, big course, and there wasn't anything like that in Central Texas where I lived. So it's like, well, well not in could... Texas throughout, really. Pardon? Well, not in the whole of Texas, really. Hey, hey, hey! Careful. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I was thinking, it's like, well, could I drive to Vocal Majority in Dallas because that's four hours, about four, three and a half to four hours north of me. And I realized, no, I'm, I'm in, you know, I'm, I'm teaching sixth grade English. There's just, uh, you know, to get to Dallas, I'd have to leave, you know, one, two in the afternoon. I can't leave school early. I can't, you know, I'm a teacher. And you can't be getting to bed at three so in the morning and then getting up at six and going and, and teaching for a full day. Exactly. <laughs> and then I have to get home at two thirty in the morning, and then have to, you know, wake up at six thirty, seven o'clock to get to work. And it's like, well, that just is 
But I was young, young and dumb, so it's like I'm surprised. Actually, I'm surprised I didn't do that. So I thought, well, I could start my own course, and because there were, you know, a bunch of different courses kind of in the central Texas area, but it wasn't anything like I had just come from a, you know, hundred plus man chorus that, uh, you know, came in uh, at, uh, you know, singing in the mid '80s, top yeah. levels, the international. And so I reached out to several uh, guys uh, in the Austin area, and they weren't currently singing with any of the, the with the local Austin chapter. I said, hey, I'm thinking about starting a new course, and I could barely even finish the sentence, and they're like, yes, I'm in. <laughs> and so, you know, they called some of the other guys who weren't singing, and and then um, when, I ha- when I had been active in Austin several years before, we even had one of the, uh, a guy driving in from San Antonio, which is an hour and a half south of here, just to sing with the Austin chorus. <clears throat> I ran into... I don't know how we ran into each other because they're in San Antonio. I'm in Austin. My parents were in Houston. I can't remember where I ran into them because it's a big kind of spread out. But I ran into them like at a uh, Sam's or a Costco, one of those big box, you know, store type things. And I, and uh, his name was Jan. And I said, hey, Jan, you know, I'm, uh, we started talking. It's like, well, you know, I'm starting a new chorus. Uh, you know, are you interested? And he's like, yeah, I'm interested. And then he started getting a bunch of San Antonio guys interested. And I was getting Austin guys interested. And my original plan was I want to start a new course in Austin, Texas. But with San Antonio, more and more guys from San Antonio being interested, um, it ended up, you know, it's an hour and a half uh, distance. Um, so we ended up meeting in the middle in San Marcos, Texas. And uh, so no one had to drive too far. Everyone had to drive kind of, you know, 45 minute type thing. And, uh, and that's when we started the Heart of Texas chorus in, gosh, 93 94 or somewhere around there yeah mate, and mate, i remember we could talk, uh, and i we, saw, this could I, be the first of 10 I'll, episodes but yeah tell us briefly about uh, the, the the how that got off and running because i'm sure <clears> a lot of people have tried to start a new chapter and it just basically hasn't worked yeah they do you know and that's one of the things i do now you know i go around uh in my uh, uh vocal performance and organizational coaching i talk to groups when they want to start new choruses because i have done it before and and i understand why groups are formed and that's a whole that could be you know that's a class i've taught at harmony university uh for multiple years and uh, establishing a unity of purpose or common vision and um and that's what it was it was a bunch of guys in central texas who you know they weren't singing what they're uh, local chapters in any of their chapters in the area because uh, they wanted something different. They wanted something better. And so they thought, well, if we're going to start a new chapter, I want it to be this, and I want it to be this, and I want it to be this. And so we, I, I, I literally think we met for six months before we sang a single note. It was one of one of those things. That's that's the way I remember it. And that's the way I tell the story when I when I talk to groups because that's my story and I, I'm sticking to it. I'm sticking to it because <laughs> plus it is it's it's that important to make sure you know that everyone's on the same page because too many groups. What do they want to first start doing immediately? Sing. sing, which yeah. who doesn't, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's like, well, if you don't have all the other stuff, uh, you know, set up to how it's going to be organized and and what it is that you're going to be, it's. It's it's more than just singing. You got to understand what you who you are, who you want to be when you grow up, and then you can then the then the singing stuff happens much faster. So yeah, so we started the Heart of Texas course, and with our goal of um, going to international within the first five years, we did it. Nice, and we did it. Yeah, that's it was, awesome. Uh, and and we, because it was, you a, had... it was a great run. 
Well, well, you, had, you had that agreed vision and, and you were, you know, enough working together to in, in, in the same direction. What, what was your first that international? Uh, my first international was um, Calgary, Canada in 92. I think it's when Gashouse was that when Gashouse won? Did the no, Gashouse win in 92, 93? Keepsake. Was, yeah, it was Gashouse. Okay, so, so was, yeah. That's so what I was going to ask Cal- you. What do you remember about now that you remember that Keepsake was 92? They must have been a pretty impressive champ, and as, as must the Gashouse gang have been. Do you remember anything from those those years? Well, it's interesting because, you know, I started Barber's Shop in 83, and I didn't make it to my first international for various reasons until 92, and that was in Canada. I was living in Colorado, so I remember we drove to Calgary, and it was interesting because I was driving you with drive uh, three everywhere. other guys. You drive to Australia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, you and I have driven. How 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 far have you and I driven? Literally Richard? one million miles. Literally one million American <laughs> miles. <laughs> So anyway, you drove to Alaska. This is great. This is a, I thought this was a great story because uh, we were we were so we were in Colorado. You have to go through Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, and get to um, to uh, to Canada. And we we're going through customs, and it's uh, you know you see people pulled over and all you know customs agents uh, going through their cars and luggage and everything. And of course, everyone's hoping. Oh my god! And, you know, not that anyone's doing anything wrong, but it's just like oh god, just the hassle. If they stop and we have to go through all of our belongings and it's just what a pain in the neck, right? And um, and so you know you pull up to the uh, the the uh, the customs the agents uh, window and the and they go you know what's your why are you you know why are you why are you entering our country and and we're like invasion and uh, we're that's right <laughs> we're from America we're here to take over. <laughs> We've been hearing reports. <laughs> it's like we're, we're going to the uh, International Barbershop uh, Contest. And, of course, they had already seen this was, you know, 92. Oh, wow. So that was, a, that was a highly attended. Uh, yeah, uh, okay, I think that was like one of 12, the years. 13,000. I, I, I don't want to. Yeah, one hundred <laughs> and fifty thousand, and they're just the ones who are outside waiting to get in. <laughs> That's right, exactly. No, but it was a it was a huge contest. So they had already experienced, you know, people coming through saying they were going to the contest. Wow! And uh, so I was in the, I was sitting in the back seat on the on the driver's side, which is on the left Spiking side marijuana. where we yep. are. That's right. <laughs> And so uh, the guy driving, you know, who's answering, he was talking to the agent. He's like, oh, we're going to the barbershop contest. And I rolled down my window. And my window's already rolled down. And I said, yeah, we're going to the barbershop contest. You want to hear a song? And anyway, he's like, keep moving. He la- <laughs> just, just the opposite. He's like, yes. He said, and actually, you can't come through until you sing for us. And we're like. <laughs> And we had we had we had four guys in the in the car, and we happened to have, of course, all four parts, which was fantastic. And so we're like, all right. And there's a line of cars behind us, and we're thinking, right. oh, <laughs> these these people are gonna hate us. But if, you know what? They're not gonna honk. I tell you that right now. They're not <laughs> get arrested. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, if you honk, <laughs> you can sm- turn right sm- around. <laughs> they're smarter than that. They weren't gonna honk. Even in and America. so um, we get out and. Uh, and so the the agent calls calls the other agents from some of the other wow. gates. So they like they like pause everything <laughs> at the you know like all entrance from America into Canada has been halted for the two and a half minutes that we sing "Darkness on the Delta." 
<laughs> with um, the video. For these agents. Yeah, and so, oh, I know, you know, that's before cell phones, of course, have been great to have on, on video. And so they gather around, we sing for them, and, you know, smiles, and they applaud, and we get back in the car, and they go back to work, and we go on through to the international. That's what, the, that little did I know, you were going to have a great story. Um, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> wait! Wait, Richard, what? how long oh, have sorry. you known me? I Is have... This... I have this, nothing but Sorry, did great I use stories. my inside or my outside voice? That's right. Um, <laughs> mate, uh, and so, uh, that, that's awesome. So, um, yeah, hey, tell Ash, us a- Ash, if you could just tone it down a little bit. Um, we're hey, just getting he, a little too much he, of you right now. He does tend yeah. to dominate yeah. the conversation. Oh. Yes, he is quite rude Apologies. in that regard. As always. As always. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so what do you remember about um, about the, the, the keepsake uh, in your first year and, and Gas House Gang in the second? That, that must have been pretty... You know, they, they, they remain among the society's most popular quartets. Well, not just popular, but the best, you know, some of the best quartets uh, ever. And, you know, uh, probably similar to your first international, you go to everything. Yeah, you don't you don't miss a single no. thing. You go yep. to the <laughs> yeah. you go to every show. You buy tickets to everything. You sit through every quartet. You sit through every chorus, yep. um, and uh, and you just soak it all in. And it was just. Um, it was overwhelmingly amazing, you know, uh, because you get to hear just the the best of the best, and there was just so many people there. And w- what I do remember about um, it was New or- New Orleans, I guess, was that um, when Gas House Gang sang "Bright Was the Night," I remember sitting in the audience, and they started singing that, and it was like, how are they absolutely ringing every, every. <laughs> single chord? Yeah. Every court. Yeah. I mean, it was one of those moments. It was just like, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah just, yeah, it was great. And mate, um, how much had because you'd been involved in barbershop for almost a decade before this? Was there a lot of talk of international? Uh, were you sort of champing at the bit to go? You know, you had you turned up to your first international, having followed it for a while or seen videos or, um, no. No, I hadn't seen video. Well, I don't think I'd seen video. There might have been like, you know, VHS tapes or something like that. But after every international, they made albums and cassette tapes that you uh, of the top 20. Uh, so you could hear the choruses uh, yeah, and the quartets. And, and I had some of those that I had heard. And that's how I got to learn a lot of the uh, uh, groups that were out there as you listening to those um, old, uh, th- those are recordings that were made from different internationals. And once I yep. started meeting more people in, in the Texas area that had been in barbershop a while, and of course they had a bunch of different albums and we'd listen to albums together and, and, and cassettes and I'd make copies and listen to them. Legal copies, of course, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then, uh, but, uh, I was never able to go to international because I was in college or I was in high school and then I was in college and then I was working uh, summer camps during the summer, so it was just never really a possibility. Uh, and right. uh, yeah, until I started teaching, and then I was singing with a group in Colorado that qualified for international. So it's like it's fantastic. Um, yeah, cool, mate. We we could talk for forever about that. Um, but it certainly seems like we have. Yeah, you're telling me. Um, <laughs> yeah. let's, no, you're let's, telling me. Let, no, you're telling me. So no, let's fast Ash, forward Ash, to... You know what, Ash, see what I mean? Ash, Ash is telling me. This is what I was yeah. telling you about, Ash. <laughs> this, is what I, this is what I had to if put you recall, up with. This is what I um, warned you about. So let's fast forward. Um, so tell Should us I start the, the recording trigger. now on my phone? Yeah, start your recording. No, <laughs> in fact, if you could stop it now, then we can just... We can just 
add a, a written transcript that Ash and I will just type up for the remainder of this. And then Eddie said, the problem with barbershop is... Um, so, um, so, mates, and tell us about um, the, the trigger for your first trip to Australia and who organised that and, and, and briefly, because it was a pretty... It was quite a quite a jam packed uh, trip. You you must have been you had been an MD for a while, yes, and you've been doing a bunch of coaching. How did how did that uh, transpire? That, that yeah, you I had were um, well, I hadn't been done, been doing a ton of coaching actually. Um, when I had started the Heart of Texas, or we had started the Heart of Texas chorus, like I said, we wanted to. Uh, our goal was to uh, qualify for international within the first five years, which we did, and my Yay. chorus sang at international and. Um, it turned out the president of AMS, which, you know, uh, Australia, uh, Barbershop Army Australia used to be called AMS for the newer white uh, barbershoppers there, and Australian Association of Men's Barbershop Singers, is that what it was? Correct. Yep. yep. And uh, so the president, John uh, Waring, and his wife, Linda, were in the audience because I guess, you know, the presidents of the different organizations got all the internationals. And he saw us perform... And it was a small chorus. I don't know how many we had. I don't know, 25, 50 30 or something, guys, yeah. something like that. And we came in 15th at the at our first contest, which we were super happy. But we were just happy to be there. So we still didn't want, you know, actually, we probably would have been happy if we came in last. We were just happy mm-hmm. to be there. But we came 15th. And, and that was, a, like I said, it was a, a, it's a ton of people at these contests. But he and Linda looked for me. And they found me uh, amongst all the people. He said, we loved what we saw up there. Would you like to come to Australia and coach? <laughs> and given that and your, the goal of your chorus had been form, <laughs> qualify for international, and then be invited to Australia, so you achieved right. your goal. That's right. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, yes, sure. I mean, why, why, why would anyone say no to that? Let me just think about that. Yes. <laughs> exactly yeah but he liked the energy he liked this you know the small group sound and so that's how it started and awesome. so we exchanged information and uh you know and, you got on the uh, you got on the first, boat and first six months happened. later you arrived yeah i i don't remember exactly i don't remember if, see if i don't i don't know if it was that following summer our summer or I don't remember the timing of it all, to if, be if honest. If you could stick to point. more things that you do remember than you don't, this will go a lot more smoothly. Uh, um, God, so. this is going to be a very short <laughs> interview then. <laughs> so, so when you, um, you... So, yeah, tell us about that, that trip. You went around all, all of the states and drank your red wine. And did, you, you did, did you do mostly um, the singing coaching or did you do any... So you sit down with people and do organizational stuff as well? No, I hadn't done... Uh, the organizational coaching... <clears throat> That I started with the unity of purpose and the and the common vision didn't start until a few years ago. Once I realized that so many groups were bringing me in to to fix, if you want to say that things that uh, that that links back to the fundamentals. Yeah. Say it. What do you mean? Say it again. They're they're bringing you in to fix They're bringing you in to fix singing things. They're bringing me for musical things, and I realized later than I should have realized in, in this evolution of my coaching that. It's like, wait, they're, they're bringing me in to fix musical things, and the musical things are not the issue here. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, it's unity of purpose, it's common vision, it's organizational uh, type things. And, you know, then I realize if I try to fix it musically, that's basically like, that's putting a Band-Aid mm. on something, and uh, that's not going to 
hold. And that's when I started uh, doing more of the organizational stuff once I realized um, how uh, truly important it was to, uh, to, you know, to make sure that everyone's on that same page. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so John organized it, or AMS, I should say, the leadership of AMS or uh, uh, Barbershop Harmony Australia, if you want to call it that, um, organized the trip, and they had me going everywhere. And I think I went everywhere. That my first time, I went everywhere except the Northern Territory because uh, there was no barbershop in Northern Territory. So I coached in all the uh, pretty much everywhere. And like I was mentioning before, the interview started. I think it was I, don't, I want to say like it's fifty-two. I remember keeping track at the time, fifty-two different groups that's choruses and quartets in that four or five week uh period and there were some cities that i i wasn't even there for 24 hours i would there were i remember there were places i would arrive at nighttime just in time to coach the course and then i had to get up early before the sun rose and catch a bus to get to the next place and there were some cities literally that i never saw in the daytime wow but not many not many but it was just one of those it was just like they really were taking advantage of my time over there, and they're like, "Let's just map this out Squeeze and get him in, yeah. to as many places." And it was a, it was exhausting in a in a great way, and you know it was my uh, was that my I guess that was my first um, I guess other than Canada, um, but you know in Canada they speak English, so it was my first international experience. <laughs> and so it was just it was very interesting because it was a culture shock at some level and um you know i was staying with different people every night and it was living out of a suitcase and it was just action-packed and yeah and you know and gosh even back then i'm thinking compared to what i know now it's like oh gosh i feel like if i knew then what i know now uh, i could have done done so much better at that time but you know like everything it's a it's an evolution right and that's life mate the uh, point of life is learning things and doing things better next time you've been listening to part one of a vocal majority podcast good morning bha barbershop harmony australia be watching for part two and other podcasts on the vocal majority website spotify or wherever you get your podcasts i'm nick alexander and thanks for listening